This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. Want to make sure that you do not get fined or possibly jailed within your landlording business? Well, this episode then is for you. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Lady Landlord Podcast. I am your host, Becky Nova, the founder of Lady Landlords. Now, today we're going to be talking all about the mistakes that I see landlords making in their business that can get you in really, really big trouble. So one thing that I always say on this podcast is that we have to remember that our landlording and rental properties is a business. The fact that it is a business means that we have to make sure that we are following certain procedures and we have the education that we know to be running our business and running that right. Now I get it. We don't know all of those things, especially when we start working in this industry. I know that for a lot of people out there, you see this idea and we're really kind of sold on the idea that rental properties can just be passive income and it's going to be great. You just buy a property, you just rent it out on Facebook or Craigslist, get somebody in there, and then you just got that cash flow rolling in, right? We've all seen that whole idea that rental properties are just passive income. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. Landlearning is something that does take a skill. It's almost like an actual art to really kind of learn how to manage tenants and how to manage your properties. But it's okay. There's definitely ways to make sure that you're avoiding some of these huge mistakes that I see other landlords making. And those are the things that I want to talk to you about today. Now, when I first started, this was something that I had to learn too. To me, it sounded like a great idea. I'd actually see my grandmother rent out a property um, when I was a kid where we had a, an apartment actually in the house that I grew up in, in Westchester, New York. And in that property, I remember her being able to say, well, this is a great way to kind of make a little bit of extra money. Why not do it? But they had tons of tenant problems. And as much as I love my grandma, there were probably some rules and some regulations that she probably was not ready or prepared for. And that caused a lot of problems, right? And no landlord wants to get stuck in a position where they either are getting fined, where they have tenants that are not paying, where then they possibly even get jailed for making bad decisions with your tenants and how you are managing your properties. So that's what we're here to talk about today. So I want to make sure that you are able to avoid the same situations that I've seen so many other people be in, and I don't want you to get stuck. The problem is when you do get stuck, that's going to cost you a ton of time, a ton of money, and it's going to create a really, really big headache. And then you're going to be totally, totally over the idea of rental properties. But this is such a great way to really find financial freedom and change what your wealth path looks like. And I want to make sure that everybody can do the best they can and setting themselves up for success with rental properties. So here are the three biggest mistakes that I see landlords making. First one is not knowing what their laws are. And I mean that not only from a fair housing standpoint, but also even from a local and state law position. Now, this can get really, really dicey because now you actually have to not only understand those laws, put them into place, follow them, but you also have to continue to keep up with what those laws are going to look like. They do change. Most of my rental properties 
are actually in New York. My husband and I also own in the Dominican Republic, but most of our properties are in the state of New York. Being in the state of New York, which is definitely more of a of a tenant-friendly state, people would consider it, there are a lot of legislation that is changing all the time on things that need to be followed. And those, when they change, I then need to make sure to change my business practices to be able to match them. So with fair housing laws, the most important part there is to understand what is considered a discriminatory practice. We want to make sure that we are treating all applicants the same way. We want to make sure that we are not in violation of anything. If so, if someone files a violation against you, you're going to spend a lot of time, a lot of money to be able to continue on in your business. So you want to make sure upfront to be incorporating those things into your, your screening, into your pre-screening, into just how you're managing your properties the whole way through. And you need to keep up to date with them. Like I said, in June of 2019, New York State actually changed a lot of what their laws look like. And I still see landlords today that have not updated what their businesses practices are. Now, I'm not going to name names, but that is definitely something that is concerning. And we want to make sure that we are following all regulations. When we now have to start learning what it looks like within our own local area, this is one of the reasons it's really important to connect with other landlords, to join associations where you can understand what changes are happening and how you can actually put those things into place. So do make sure that you understand what your laws are, what you have to follow, and that you are not in violation anywhere and stay on top of those. Along with that, the second biggest mistake that I see landlords making also comes in the terms of um, violating some of those fair housing laws. And that is by not knowing what their rental criteria is. Now, if you've been listening to the Lady Landlords podcast for a while, I'm sure you've heard me say that we need to sometimes dig deeper than a surface question. What I mean by that is I often see posts in the Lady Landlords Facebook group that talks about, hey, is this property a good deal? Hey, should I buy this? Is this, is this a good offer here? And really that question really comes back to you. What is a good deal to you might not be something that I would consider a good deal. And what I consider a good deal, maybe you wouldn't either. So we need to think about that in the same way when we go through our screening process. When we are looking at our property, and it could be different for different properties, we need to make sure that we understand what our rental criteria is. What is the credit score that you're willing to accept? Are you even gonna check credit scores? Those are decisions that you need to make within your business. You have to understand what type of income you're looking for. You have to um, understand what are those different criteria and different points on an application that are important to you. Because when you don't hold all your applicants to that criteria, that is definitely where you can kind of get into some sticky situations. So when we kind of have that conversation of, hey, should I go with applicant A or applicant B? Really, the decision should be very clear cut because you already have your criteria set up. When you don't, when you're not sure, and now all of a sudden you're evaluating every single applicant on their own, that's where you might get into trouble, where not only you're going to violate some fair housing laws, where you might actually be violating some of your local or state laws, but that's also going to create a bigger issue within what your screening process looks like, the tenants that you end up offering the property to 
all of those different things, it's just going to kind of snowball and really create a problem for you. Then that's going to be a lot more difficult. Now, when you already have a tenant into your property, when you realize that they weren't the best fit, because that's it. Now they're in the property. And then that's really the relationship that you're going to have. And you might have that relationship for a pretty long time. So that's second mistake that I see is not setting your rental criteria. Third mistake that I wanted to share with you today is also kind of feeds off of what we're talking about here. It's that idea that we end up now with a tenant that not is not necessarily the best person, the best fit, because we didn't follow our fair housing laws. We didn't follow our state and local laws. Now we didn't have our rental criteria fit. Now all of a sudden we have that tenant in that property and we have to be able to deal and manage the situations that are in front of us. And what that ends to, what that tends to lead to is having to bend to, to the tenants and what they actually need or what they're looking for at that point in time. It unfortunately puts us in a weaker place when we didn't do all of our due diligence and everything right from the beginning. Now we're in a situation where we're in a situation where we really are just reacting. And when we are in that place, it's really going to make it much more difficult to manage our tenants. And unfortunately, that's just a place that we are landlords are putting ourselves into due to a miseducation. And when we are doing that, we then have all these other situations and it will come up even regardless of how well your screening went. You will always have a tenant that's going to reach out asking a question about if this is okay or they need to do this or things are going to change for them, right? Maybe they lose their job. We just went through and they're still kind of going through a pandemic here. A lot of people lost work. So all of a sudden you thought you ended up picking somebody that had the income that you really were expecting. Now that's all of a sudden changed because they lost their job. We need to be able to come up with ways to work with people. When now that person comes back and they are asking for exceptions or have questions or need to possibly negotiate something with you, when we're coming from that place of miseducation, we are now kind of continuing bad practices moving forward. And once again, that's something that's just going to spiral out of control and is really going to put you in a bad position. This is where I feel like I see so many landlords getting absolutely just over landlording. They don't want to do it anymore. They're willing to sell their properties because they just want to get out of the business. But really, a lot of it comes from the miseducation and not really setting up a business from the beginning in the right place where it should be. Now, don't worry. There is absolutely ways that you can still always be making improvements. That's something that we should be doing, not only within our business, but everything in life. We should always be looking for what other things that we can do to improve and better our practices. So that is still an opportunity for you, even if you've been a landlord for a while. That's one of the things that I absolutely love about the Lady Landlords Facebook group is there's always different tips that you can pick up to be improving your business at all points in time. If you still have more questions about tenant management and the practices that you should be putting into place, feel free to join our tenant management certification course. That is something that I linked down in the show notes that gives you the opportunity to join us for our upcoming workshop on tenant management. But really, we walk you through how to make sure that you know which laws and exceptions you need to follow, how to set that criteria and make sure that you are screening in the best way possible for the best tenant. And then also how to manage all of those different requests that are gonna come in from your tenants and how to handle those situations. 
Communication is key. And I want to make sure that you have all the help you need in making sure that you can run your business in the best way possible. So feel free to check that out and see if our tenant management certification course would be a good fit for you. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast here, the Lady Landlords podcast, and I will see you next week for our next episode as they are always released on Tuesdays. See you all back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group.